Welcome to the Geek Boss Podcast, a show about artistry and industry in music. My name's Adam Meckler, and it's my mission to get you the tools to have a thriving career. And today we're talking about distribution companies, namely the big three, CD Baby, TuneCore, and DistroKid. Right? There are others. We're going to focus on these three. We're going to go pros and cons of these three. I'm going to give you the pricing and the features that go along with that pricing. They're pretty different company to company, so it really depends on the numbers that you're doing and the things that you need, and we'll get into that in a second. I am in a hotel room in Winona, Minnesota. I am off doing a two-day recording session with the John Paulson Big Band. John wrote a grant, won a grant. We're going to talk a little bit about grant writing coming up. Uh, This is a great way for artists to pay for like big-scale, large-scale projects, collaborative work. Uh, and there's lots and lots of opportunities for grants. So I'd encourage you to start looking into that stuff. If you're an artist, especially somebody making art music, uh, John wrote this grant and was able to kind of bring me in from many hours away and put me up in a hotel and pay me a nice fee. Uh, so we were in the studio all day yesterday, and it's now Saturday night, Saturday before this episode comes out. And... Uh, I'm getting ready to go back in the studio this morning, so I'm recording this. Been doing a little bit of research on all these various different uh, distribution companies, and I should say, like, I've used all three extensively. I've used all three extensively. I used TuneCore for a long time. CD Baby first, actually, when it was, like, before it was really doing digital distribution, and it was really just, like, CD distribution. And then I used DistroKid. No, I used TuneCore next for a while, and I took everything down from TuneCore, and I put it up on DistroKid... (laughs) until I reached my artist limit. And it's like I didn't really do enough research on this stuff, and I kind of screwed myself over. My numbers look like way less than half than they would be on my big band stuff in particular because I took down that record and then I couldn't find the ISRC to like tag, to, to be able to, uh, to be able to kind of restore where my album was in terms of like playlists. My album was on all kinds of stuff, and I just, I took it down because it was so expensive to maintain on TuneCore and now TuneCore has they still have the the release option that I was using but at the time it was, that was the only option uh, and I think because of people like me taking down their music and moving it to another platform they changed their tune and now no pun intended they cha- TuneCore changed their tune and now they have options of like yearly fees that are much cheaper than the, what, what I was paying uh, for having a, a whole bunch of my albums out and in particular like TuneCore had this thing where you would do like a one-time fee to release the album, and then it'd be like fifty bucks a year to keep it up on streaming platforms. And when you've got like, you know, I had like eight or nine or ten albums up with TuneCore. I mean, it was like crazy money that I was paying every single month. Because every, you know, it's like in the various different months that I release each album, that's when I would get hit with the yearly fee when each year turn came around. So if it was a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, two hundred fifty bucks, three hundred bucks here and there, it's like that's a lot of money for somebody who's making their living as a full-time musician and that was certainly the case for me and it it hurt every time it came around it'd be like january february when money was tight you know when there weren't as many gigs and then i'd get hit with two three 250 bucks from TuneCore, and i'd be like damn it you know it just was hard and so i, I took it down and then they changed their whole <laughs> like the next time i logged in they were like hey change your plat- platform over to this monthly or this yearly thing that was far cheaper than what I was paying. Uh, so it was a little bummed that I didn't hang around a little bit longer and then just go with that. But 
I'll get into the nitty gritty of each individual one. I'm using CD Baby a lot now, and I like CD Baby for a lot of reasons. Uh, I think in terms of extra features, like uh, helpful promotional materials, uh, articles, a great podcast, like CD Baby is ahead of the competition, very much ahead of the competition. Uh, in terms of you know how many numbers you do, you know you may or may not want to use CD Baby, and we'll we'll, we'll get into that right now all right so i'm gonna pull up my spreadsheet i made a spreadsheet we'll go through each different point uh for each different platform so i've been going back and forth on how to do this i think that's going to be the most streamlined way to do it and i'm just going to make sure that i don't lose the view of my daw so i don't have some kind of cpu overload like i did last time i tried to record this okay two core the cost okay we're going to go tune core first the cost there's a rising artist option for 14.99 a year uh, there is a breakout artist option for $29.99 a year, and there is a pro option for $49.99 a year. And my gut tells me that once you reach a certain number of albums, you can't do the rising anymore. And the only reason I say my gut is because they literally don't say anything about it on their page. I looked everywhere for this information. But I know that I'm ineligible for that, and I've released a bunch of albums with TuneCore. So they, they must say, like, after a certain point, you're no longer a rising artist. You're a breakout artist. Um, and so with a breakout artist and the pro artist, the $29.99 versus the $49.99, it's really not a lot of differences. Like the extra stuff uh, that you get, and I'll just kind of pull it directly from their website. The extra stuff you get between the $29.99 and the $49.99 is like you get access to exclusive partnerships, which would be like partnerships with Tidal, Twitch, you know, Twitch is that like live streaming company. Um, that's pretty great. Twitch music has become a big, has become a big thing, but I don't know like what the partnerships entail probably just means that your music gets distributed there and could get used in live videos, which then you could get paid for promotional opportunities. So that means that you can advertise so that if you want to spend more money, you can spend more money to spend more money. Um, these are all things you get in the $49.99 option. You get pro panels and expert advice sessions. So you get like small group workshops with industry experts. You know, if it were me, like I don't know how much I would utilize that stuff. Um, and you get a custom label name. I already have a custom label name. It's like if you're an established artist, you've already... And a lot, maybe a lot of you haven't done this yet. But this is all stuff. It's like interesting. Like they walk you through like doing a lot of these things. But this is all stuff you can do on your own. This, as, as you'll find, is kind of a theme throughout this. I created my own label name. I got a... Uh, it's called Meckler Music House. And I got a an EIN, right? Uh, an employer identification number, which means I'm an official business. And then I put all of my music income through Meckler Music House, whether it's performance stuff or releasing album stuff or publishing. Uh, Meckler Music House is the official publisher name that I use on ASCAP and BMI. I'm registered both as a publisher and as an artist in those things. We're going to get into ASCAP and BMI a little bit here, but I'll, I'll probably do a separate episode where we kind of dive deep. Uh, and this is all stuff that I like I've really been trying to learn and apply in my own life and my own career based on conversations I'm having on the podcast, but also just like based on my own experience, knowing that I should have been doing this stuff all along because I'm leaving money on the table. All right. Custom label name. You can use your own UPC, uh, and you can have a, <clears throat> you can kind of, you can restrict where you want your music to go country to country. It'll put your recording location uh, and 
the the the, the interesting thing about this one is the forty nine ninety nine. If you want to do an additional artist profile, it's another fourteen ninety nine a year, and you know in the twenty nine ninety nine fourteen ninety nine it doesn't say that it's only one artist name. And I'm interested to know if it is only one artist name or if it's multiple artist names. I always released multiple artist names, but I always paid per release via TuneCore. Um, so that's kind of a missing piece that is yet to be determined. And I think that's an important piece of it that we should probably know. So I'll do a little bit of research and come back. But that's what we've got for pricing on uh, TuneCore. We've got the $14.99 a year option, breakout artist, $29.99 a year option, and professional artist, $49.99 a year option. And that's the only one that addresses the additional artist profile cost. The other ones don't say that there is an additional cost for an artist profile, which seems weird, but you do get more things. So maybe they're saying, like, if you get more things from multiple artists, then you have to pay for those more things from multiple artists. Either way... Yearly fees are what killed me in the first place. So this is the stuff that this actually would be much cheaper than what I was doing because I had multiple albums where I was paying $50 a month. And here you could pay $50 a, or $50 a year. I mean, here you could pay $50 a year and that covers all your releases, except if you want extra additional artist names. And for me, I'm releasing under Adam Meckler, Adam Meckler Quintet, Adam Meckler Orchestra, Jan and Iberg Group, Jan and Iberg Five, Lulu's Playground, you know, I've got way too many artist names, Supercell. Um, I play in a lot of bands, uh, and a lot of them are led by me. So that becomes an issue when you look platform to platform. So let's head back to my spreadsheet and go. That's pricing. So this is we're just going to go through pricing um, for TuneCore. Oh, and there's some free options for TuneCore. So there's a free option where they'll release your music only to social platforms. So it doesn't go on Spotify. It doesn't go on Apple Music. It doesn't go on Amazon Music. Uh, it doesn't go on Tidal, Deezer. It just goes on social platforms. This seems like a weird option to me, but it's totally free. And then they take 80% or uh, they take 20% and you get 80% of the royalties. My guess is that there are very few royalties. And the reason I know this is because I've looked up how much you get paid per stream on social platforms. And it is far less even than a company like Spotify where the average payout is like 0. 0.0045 or something, 0. 0.006 cents per Per stream, okay. So it's far less than that on a social platform. So it's like unless you have many, many, many millions of views on a video where your song is used, which could happen, but it's you know, if we're being honest, it's pretty unlikely. <laughs> but it could happen. Uh, I I don't see a whole lot of reason for a normal person who wants to get their music heard to only release via social platforms and release free. But if money is a big issue for you and you really can't do anything uh, financially, there is a free option. Uh, and then you have a per-release option. Now, this is like the grandfather. This, this, this is the stuff that I was doing back in the day. Per-release, you could do $9.99 uh, per single. And then per-release album, you could do $29.99 per album with a $50 a year fee. And that's what I was doing. I was releasing albums, $29.99 fee, and then $50 a year fee. And I had like 10 albums out. I mean, it's like a ridiculous 500 bucks a year. Um, I wasn't making that much in streaming at the time. This is really like in the in-between when CDs were still being sold pretty prominently, uh, pretty consistently, and streaming was building, right? And now it's like streaming has basically taken over. 
I was just talking to – I got to see the McNasty Brass Band guys here in Winona last night, and I was talking to their band leader, Stan, and he was like, yeah, you know, he said something like, you know, six years ago, five years ago, we were f- uh, five to three vinyl to CD sales. Now we're like six to one vinyl to CD sales. So they sell way more vinyl than they sell CDs. Um I have mentioned on the podcast before that there are some small record labels I work with, Shifting Paradigm Records in Minneapolis, Rope-A-Dope Records out of Philadelphia, that have said that they've found a niche audience for CD sales and their CD sales have actually gone up because they've gotten better at targeting those niche audiences. But I don't think that that means that CDs are making a comeback. I do think that some people want physical things, physical copies of music. But you can achieve that with vinyl, and it's more fun to collect vinyl for people now. And now I know for sure that like Advanced Duplication Services, which is a massive uh, duplication service in Minneapolis area, that services like Copycats Media, a whole bunch of companies that you may have heard of and used, uh, ADS actually does their printing, and ADS just invested in a boatload of vinyl presses. So it's it's happening. Vinyl is happening more and more, and it's going to theoretically, uh, as we get more vinyl pressing machines, that'll get a tiny bit cheaper for artists. So anyways, I went on a little ramble there. Let's talk uh, about DistroKid pricing. Okay, then we're going to go through like covers, mechanical royalties, um, you know, check marks, publishing, that kind of stuff. This is all, in my mind, this is the big stuff. Uh, This is the big stuff that you want to be paying attention to. So DistroKid pricing. Uh, you do it by artist. And this is what bit me And when I didn't really know. Like, I moved my music over from TuneCore to DistroKid, thinking like, okay, now I'm only paying a small amount of yearly money instead of per release yearly money. Um, and that was, of course, until I dug into the nitty-gritty, because when you release covers, um, there's actually there actually is a yearly fee for covers. Uh, each cover song is yearly fee. We'll talk about covers. DistroKid... Uh, is by artist, so $19.99 a month. Oh, man, I keep screwing that up. $19.99 per year. Okay, these are all per year. $19.99 per year, you get one artist name. Okay, and let me be clear that if you are, you know, an artist name of Jasmine Smith, right, and you do a collaborative song with Justin... And you release that song as Jasmine Smith and Justin being both primary artists. That counts as another artist name with DistroKid. I ran into this problem. This was not clear when I signed up for DistroKid because I have so many artist names. I thought, okay, as long as I stay under five, and this actually isn't the case anymore. But for me, I'm grandfathered in to five artists at $35.99. Now it's two. We'll talk about that in a second. If I had known that... I probably would have gone with a different distribution platform. But whatever, here we are, DistroKid, if you are going to do a collaborative song with an artist and release it under two primary artist names, which is beneficial if the person you're collaborating with has a following on Spotify and will also pitch the song when it comes out via Spotify for Artists, pitch to editorial playlists, okay? And if you haven't done that yet, I've talked to so many artists who are releasing music and they have no idea about this. And it's kind of amazing to me that people still don't know about this. You have to claim your artist profile through Spotify for Artists. You have to have music on the platform already to be able to claim your artist profile. And then when you release something, as long as you give it a window of like two, three weeks before the song comes out, you can pitch that song to Spotify editorial playlists. 
That is the only way, as far as I know, to get your song placed on editorial playlists via an bit like as a DIY independent artist. You have to sign up for Spotify for Artists. You have to pitch your song to Spotify editorial playlists via Spotify for Artists. Okay? The benefit of having two primary artists is that both primary artists, as long as they are managed under separate Spotify for Artists accounts, both people can pitch the Spotify for Artists editorial playlists. Okay? That increases your chances of getting placed. Obviously, two pitches versus one, okay? And you are also tapping into listenership from other artists. I'm doing a lot of collaborative work now. I, I, I think it's one of the great ways to get connected in the web of artists. And I think about it the same way that I think about like collaborating with artists in real life. It's like we're attracted to artists because of the music that they make. And when you work with those artists you benefit from their audience too it's like you become connected with them in a way that's really cool and deep and and you can share this is why we find opening bands that complement our bands when we play shows nookie jones would do this all the time and then you start to build a fan base that like that both likes great bands that sound like you or that are complementary to you and your band right it's the same way online you start collaborating with some artists on recordings and you're going to get to tap into their audience and vice versa. They're going to get to tap into your audience. All right. 1999, one artist, 3599, two artists, 7999, up to five artists, 139.99, up to 10 artists. Okay. And it keeps going up from there. So it's a lot of money if you have a lot of artist names like I do through Dist- DistroKid. Uh, the difference there is that you get, uh, lyrics and data. So you get like the more advanced data analytics. You don't get that with the 1999 plan. You can, uh, do synced lyrics on various different platforms that have sync lyric options on the 3599 plan. And you can customize things like the release date. Uh, you can customize things like the price for downloads and you can customize things like the pre-order date, okay? You cannot customize those things on the 1999 plan. And now the 7999 plan, you get all that same stuff, lyrics, data, customizable release dates, and you get between 5 and 100 artist names. So this makes sense for somebody like me, who is a DIY artist who has many bands that I lead. This makes sense for somebody who's a record label and that's releasing music as a record label with lots of different artist names. But the cost does increase as you get over certain numbers of artist names, 5, 10, 20, etc. Yearly fees, $19.99, $35.99, $79.99+. TuneCore yearly fees, $14.99, $29.99, $49.99. All right, so pretty similar, but there are definitely some significant differences in there. Okay, CD Baby, we're going with costs. CD Baby, no yearly fees, all right? This is why I love CD Baby, personally. I'm going to try not to be too biased uh, because CD Baby does take a cut of mechanical royalties, okay? So DistroKid and TuneCore do not take a cut of your mechanical royalties as long as you're releasing original music, and we'll get into covers a little bit. DistroKid and TuneCore do not take a cut of your mechanical royalties they collect your mechanical royalties and give you that money okay cd baby takes a nine percent cut of your mechanical royalties but 
the fees to release an album are one time and one time only. So if you're paying $35.99 a month, or uh, geez, I keep saying that, $35.99 per year on DistroKid for two artists, you can be releasing as many artists as you want on CD Baby with one-time fees of $49.99 for singles and albums for them to collect all of your rights, uh, performing your, your PRO rights, your mechanical organization rights, uh, your mechanical royalty rights. Um, they'll they'll take care of all that stuff. Mechanical royalties, I keep saying rights. Mechanical royalties and your performing, they have like a PRO option where they'll register your songs. That all is included when you register your songs with ASCAP and BMI. That's all included when you do the forty nine ninety nine options. It's the same for an album as it is for a single. So that's a little tough. There's no price difference between single and album. They're kind of pushing you towards releasing an album in that regard. $49.99 one-time fee to release a single and have them collect your mechanical royalties and be able to register your music with a publishing rights organization. And then also $49.99 if you release an album and the same perks. They also have $9.99 options where you release uh, it's a one-time fee of $9.99. You can release a single one-time fee of $9.99 and you can release an album. Okay? But... CD Baby will not collect your mechanical royalties in those scenarios. There is no publishing option in those scenarios. All right? It's literally like, we'll put your music up on these platforms for this one-time fee of $9.99. So if you want your music to be up, you're not so worried about collecting things. If you're releasing a throwaway single to be able to claim your artist profile on Spotify and you're not worried about promoting that single, you just need you need a song up there to be able to claim your profile and start... Uh, the process of releasing your first album or something, this would be an awesome option for doing it on the cheap, okay? Uh, CD Baby takes 9% of your mechanical royalties when you pay that one-time fee of $49.99. 9% of your mechanical royalties. That's not nothing, okay? If you are doing massive numbers in streaming, millions and millions of streams, it might be worth it for you to do a yearly fee under a company like TuneCore or DistroKid because they give you 100% of your royalties. If 9% adds up to a whole bunch of money, right? If 9% adds up to more than, say, $35.99 a month or a year for DistroKid or $79.99 a year for for DistroKid or, uh, or you know, $29.99 a year for TuneCore, then you'd be better off releasing with somebody other than CD Baby. Now, me personally, I'm doing a lot of streams now, a lot more than I was, but it's still not economically reasonable for me to pay yearly fees with the amount of money that I'm making on streaming. And so, I've been releasing a lot of music via CD Baby recently. The one-time fee is very nice for me. I like paying one time, even if it's 50 bucks. Because I was doing that every single year. I was paying 50 bucks for years and years and years. That ends up to be thousands of dollars. You know, if you think about the money you're making in streaming, it just doesn't cover it, depending on who you are. If you're doing huge numbers and you don't know, so this is one thing that you can do with CD Baby is you can release under $9.99. And then if your song gets placed on an editorial playlist, if it blows up on TikTok and you end up getting millions of streams and you start to see it growing, you can upgrade to $49.99. You can upgrade for $40 bucks to, the, to the pro option where you get the 
publishing options and you get the mechanical royalty collection, okay, via CD Baby. So you can upgrade. But again, they're going to take 9%. But you have that option to go $9.99 one-time fee to start. Okay, so let's talk about covers. All right. This has been... Covers has been a really interesting topic for me to research because the Mechanical Licensing Collective, the MLC, has now, uh, let's see if I still have this up on my MLC, the Mechanical Licensing Collective. They now require, this is a government-issued organization, they now require... Spotify and YouTube and these various... Well, YouTube is a little bit different. We can get into that. Spotify, Apple Music, to pay royalties for covers on their platforms. Okay? Streaming royalties. Because a mechanical license for something like a cover song really only makes sense when someone is going to either download the song and have it live on their machine or they're going to buy a physical copy. And these are actually two different licenses. So there's digital download licenses that you can buy and there are physical download licenses that you can buy. Even though a vast majority of people who are releasing music are not actually selling downloads on iTunes anymore. This was a big thing early on. It was like, pay 99 cents to download this track. Even though the vast majority of listeners are consuming via streaming, they still require that you purchase at least 100 digital download, like 100 digital downloads as a license, okay? This is really interesting because if you're not going to download, if you're not going to have people download your your song and you're not going to print physical copies, Spotify actually pays the people whose song you're covering to cover their song. That's taken care of via the streaming organizations now. So there should, in my mind, there should be an option where you can only release to streaming and then you don't even have to pay a cover song royalty. Now, people who wrote the songs should get paid. I'm not saying people who wrote the songs shouldn't get paid. What I'm saying is they're already getting paid the same thing that you were originally paying when you pay to like when you pay to print a CD and have covers on it, and when you pay to have people download your song on iTunes, you know you pay you pay a downloads fee, a license for downloads. It's not the same thing as streaming. There's now a new thing for streaming where streaming companies have to cover this cost, and the artists you're covering do get that money. They get paid. It's just different than mechanical because it's not a physical and it's not a download, okay? So in my mind, there should be an option where you can release. There isn't, as far as I know, but there should be an option where you can just release to streaming and not even deal with downloads. And I got here because we were talking about cover songs, okay? So on TuneCore, in order to have a cover song, you have to secure a mechanical license beforehand, Using, they suggest using their, they like they have a partnership. It's probably their own company. And you can do a $70, more than 500 downloads option, which covers you for the life of the song. Or you can do a $17 one-time fee, which covers you for up to 500 downloads. 
anyone releasing music today, unless you have a network of people that you know is going to download your song, I would do the absolute cheapest option here to keep your pocketbook a little heavier. Okay? I would do the absolute cheapest option. $17 up to 500 digital downloads, $70 beyond digital downloads. I looked everywhere on TuneCore's website to see if they collect mechanical royalties for the cover songs. My assumption is that they do, but I know for sure that some companies don't, okay, for covers. And they don't mention it anywhere that I could find. So, yes, they they collect mechanical royalties on original music. Do they collect mechanical royalties on covers after you've gotten the license? I don't know. Some don't, some do. Part of the reason why some don't is because there is a split, (coughs) excuse me, where you have to pay the person who wrote the song some of the money from each download, okay? So maybe a company like TuneCore or CD Baby doesn't want to deal with that split, and so they just decide we don't collect your royalties for covers, okay? DistroKid, they will collect your royalties for covers, but it costs $12 a year to release a cover on DistroKid. $12 a year. $1 per month. And then $0.09 cents on every dollar goes to the songwriter and the rest goes to you. That's how DistroKid does it. Okay? Maybe the cleanest version because you're not, you're not having to go and like purchase digital download license. It's like they're handling that internally. CD Baby used to do it that way. And if you have songs where CD Baby was doing that and collecting the royalties, they will still collect the royalties and still handle your licensing for the life of that release. But now, CD Baby does not collect mechanical royalties on covers. And they require that you secure a mechanical license, which isn't a mechanical license. They 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 require that you secure a digital download license through Easy Song, which is their company that does song licensing there used to be other companies like limelight and stuff that did song song releasing uh where you could purchase the rights to songs and a lot of those companies have folded and i'm not really sure why but the distribution companies have now created their own licensing companies which makes sense from a business perspective because they can make potential money doing that but also it allows their users to release singles even if they're not going to collect the mechanical royalties. Okay? Uh, No on cover. So what did I say? Mechanical royalties? Okay, so DistroKid collects mechanical royalties. They pay you 100% of the mechanical royalties. Right? TuneCore collects mechanical royalties. They pay you 100% of the mechanical royalties. This is for original music. Now, CD Baby for original music, they collect 100% of your royalties and they take 9%, which I mentioned earlier. On covers, they do not collect mechanical royalties. Okay, DistroKid covers, they collect the mechanical royalties for covers, but they take nine cents and they give it to the songwriter and they charge you one dollar a month to maintain every single different cover. So if you do a whole album of covers, that's going to be twelve times twelve times twelve twelve or twelve plus twelve plus twelve plus twelve plus twelve plus twelve, right? Twelve times ten or whatever if it's a if it's a ten song album of all covers, uh, and that'll be a yearly fee of like one hundred and twenty bucks, and then they'll take. Nine cents on every dollar that you download. May it's the cleanest, but if you're doing lots of covers, maybe not the best option. Hard to say. 
uh, <clears throat> Spotify for artists. So TuneCore has like a whole integration thing where you can like connect to your Spotify for artists account. You can see the data inside TuneCore. Uh, they'll help you manage it, update it, all that stuff. Where you you know update like upcoming releases. You can pitch editorial playlists. I think through through TuneCore. I would suggest just like getting Spotify for artists because Spotify for artists data by itself is really slick. It's great and it's free. So I would suggest just getting Spotify for artists and using that personally. But if you're like wanting to just live inside of TuneCore for managing all of your stuff, there is an option for managing your Spotify for artists in TuneCore. Uh, they will get you the check mark as a verified artist. DistroKid will get you a check mark as a verified artist, and CD Baby will get you the check mark as a verified artist. Okay. Publishing. I read all of the publishing stuff for TuneCore because they have a whole thing where they're like, we'll do your publishing for you. We'll pitch stuff to playlists or we'll pitch stuff to uh, sync licensing agencies. We'll sell sheet music. We'll, I mean, it's like they do all this stuff. Um, and it's pretty interesting. So they'll be your publisher, like reg- like like registering as a publisher via ASCAP or BMI, uh, and then tagging your songs to the publisher, right? So like what well, I mentioned earlier, like I registered as a publisher and as an artist, as a writer on ASCAP. My publisher is Meckler Music House. My writer name is Adam Burke Meckler, and I can tag when I when I register a song. I say this is the publisher. There's rights. There there are royalties that go to the publisher. There are royalties that go to the writer. Okay. TuneCore is offering to be your publisher. TuneCore is offering to be your Meckler Music House. So what they'll do is they'll, they retain the right to license the songs. They they retain the right to create instrumental versions of your songs. They retain the right to shell, sell sheet music to your songs and a lot more stuff. I read through this whole thing. It's a long read this morning. 85% of all money that comes in goes to you. 15% goes to them for doing all this extra work. I have to say like, Unless they're getting you tons of opportunities in terms of placements, which my gut tells me they aren't. I, I've done this through CD Baby because CD Baby has a similar option, and like none of my songs have been placed on commercials or anything through CD Baby. It's if you want to go that route, if you want to be somebody that releases music and then also prepares it for sync licensing, I would suggest creating your own publisher getting it registered with ASCAP or BMI and then going to work on forming relationships with publishing houses. That's what I would suggest. Cause that's going to be your, that's going to be your highest likelihood of getting placed. And then like, of course there's all kinds of other stuff. Like, are you creating music that brands actually want? Uh, are you regularly sending the library new music? You know, there's a lot of, is the production value high enough? There's a lot of those things that you'd have to really deal with. But from a cleanliness standpoint, you're waiving your rights to a lot of stuff here. Like I, I sell my sheet music through my website. I make hundreds of dollars a month selling my sheet music through my website. So I, I don't know that I would, like I don't think I would sign this. And most people don't even read this stuff. You know, <laughs> this is like the, this is like the TuneCore publishing, like read this, read this legal document before you sign kind of thing that nobody that many people don't read. I read through the whole thing and took notes. So there you go. 85% goes to them. 15% goes to you. They have the right. This is the other way that they make money. They have the right to invest the money that sits in your TuneCore account that comes from these various different sources until you withdraw it. Like that's how they make more money on you. 
right? Your money is sitting in their account, and so they take it and they put it in an investment fund, and they pull it together with everybody else that's a part of this program, and they make money in interest on the money that's sitting in your account. <clears throat> so if you don't withdraw it, they'll continue to make money on it. I don't, I don't, you know, from a moral standpoint, unless unless they don't have enough liquid funds to, they become a bank in that sense, right? They're a bank. And so unless they don't have enough liquid funds to pay everybody out, if everybody did a run on the bank, if everybody decided I'm withdrawing all my money from TuneCore, TuneCore would be screwed, right? They may have to declare bankruptcy. Um, that's what has happened to banks in the past and has happened to like Full Tilt Poker and like these other online, these like online poker platforms where they were doing the same thing, but they didn't have enough liquid funds to pay out withdrawals. Uh, so I don't know. That's a little sketchy, but from a business, like my business mind is like, oh yeah, I can see like why a company would do that so that they can stay afloat and continue offering these cool things to you. If they think you're fraudulent in any way, so if they feel like you released a song that's stolen from somebody, then they can block you from withdrawing your funds. That's a that's an addendum in the legal document. You're required to pay any collaborator. So if all the money comes in to you and the song was a collaborative effort, you are responsible for paying the collaborators associated with those songs that got placed in sync. There is a one-time setup fee. They do not tell you what it is. So I don't know. Any third-party claims are on you. So if somebody goes to sue... Excuse me. Somebody goes to sue. That's on you. All right. DistroKid is much cleaner in the sense that there's less, and that's not necessarily a good thing. There is less stuff like we'll be your publisher, we'll register your stuff with PROs, we'll, you know, here are here's a bunch of promotional help. Like they do have some of that. They have hyperfollow and a couple other little things that are mostly free. But uh but uh, they, but DistroKid generally doesn't have as many bells and whistles as TuneCore and CD Baby. If we go over to CD Baby, they have a very similar thing with publishing organizations. They will register your music with a PRO. They will collect the royalties. Uh, they do not collect performance royalties, which they they are pretty clear about in their addendum. Which like TuneCore doesn't do that either, but they don't mention that. Uh, performance royalties are a different thing. We're going to do an episode on how to get performance royalties. Uh, XJ Will talked about it in his episode about sync licensing, so if you want to go there, you can hear him talk about it. Uh, does not collect performance royalties or royalties from iHeart, Panda, uh, Pandora Radio, or SoundExchange. And I just feel like i got to read this to you because it's funny. Um, because, you know, it's like SoundExchange is another thing you got to register for. I was... Uh, I follow this guy, Heatbox, Aaron Heaton. He's a musician... And he's getting ready to release a new thing. And he wrote, getting your internet ducks in a row for a modern album release is like setting uh, a first set up your album on Titlebonk. This will distribute the art to all streaming services except Sponder. For Sponder, you need a GoWizWiz account. You can log in with your Duffy username if you already have one. Then get your track names uploaded to Young Pickle so they can be formatted correctly through a speed up cloud network. This will make sure that the track names show up on car stereo interfaces when streamed through EarStank. Next, get your permission key through Keypile. Use this key to enter your art place domain, but be sure to register through OMFG Industry Standard Protocol Backdoor Webcam Sidechain. Uh, hilarious, right? Obviously a joke. None of these things are real, but this is what it's like. It's like there are so many options, so many things that you have to register for. 
Um, you know, the Mechanical Licensing Collective is another place where, like, if you have royalties just kind of sitting out there for music that you've made, they'll be, a, a, you know, that's a government-issued organization that's 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 tasked with collecting those royalties for you. So it's smart to sign up for all these things, but it's a lot. Sound Exchange will collect the radio stuff. Uh, your distribution companies like TuneCore, District Kid, and Seed Baby will collect your mechanical royalties. Some of them will also collect publishing royalties and then pay you a percentage of those royalties. And uh, some of them will not collect that stuff. You know, it just kind of depends on the pricing level and the company. All right, those are the big three, okay? If I, I kind of alluded to this, but I'm leaning towards CD Baby myself now because of the one-time fees. Even though they collect 9% of the mechanical royalties, the one-time fees I like. Um, if I start doing huge numbers, which I'm working towards, and that would be awesome, I'd be happy to be doing that. If I start doing huge numbers, I may switch over to doing the 5 to 100 artists on DistroKid. I'm a little disenchanted with TuneCore, even though I think TuneCore is doing a good job with their new pricing outlines. Um, it's just because I paid them so much money for my releases for so long, took everything down, and then they changed their payment platforms like six months later, a year later. I logged in and I was like, God damn it. So I'm just a little frustrated by them. <laughs> but there are lots of good options for each here, right? So choose the one that's best for you. I would I would suggest that you get on and just take a look. Uh, I will put this spreadsheet I made somewhere. Where should I do that? Should I put it on the Gig Boss website? Gigbossapp.com? Yeah. I'll do something with it, and then I'll let you know what I've done with it. But... You can always check back to this episode, pause things, take notes. It's always a good option for knowing what the heck is going on with these three major distribution companies, all of which I've used. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to the Gig Boss Podcast. If you dig the show, please tell a friend text somebody and be like yo listen to this episode we got to listen to this before we release our new album all right post about it on social media tell somebody that you dig the show we're trying to grow this thing the more we grow the better guests we can get all right we've got amazing guests so far i want to keep getting the best i want to keep going i want to keep growing and i can't do that without you so if you dig the show tell somebody tell somebody i'm doing the work i'm trying to make this thing an awesome show and uh, that's it. I appreciate you listening. I assume that if you're still going, you're one of the real ones. So if you are a performing artist, if you are a band leader or a freelancer who plays in multiple bands, I developed an app called Gig Boss. And it is on iOS and Android. It is a way for you to manage the schedules of the bands that you play in and your own schedule. It is a way for you to book the bands book the members of the bands it is a way for you to manage your finances okay it is those three things in one it does those things with varying degrees of efficiency but it's a great tool and it's getting better every single month and we're actually adding a bunch of stuff right now that will make the financial tracking stuff a lot slicker okay a lot more automated 
which many of you are in tax time right now. This has been a nightmare for me my whole life. And so I developed because I was a full-time player for 10 years, 11 years. And now I play a lot, but I'm also teaching. I needed this. I needed this tool to help track all this stuff because tax time was a nightmare every single year. I'm trying to automate it all. I'm trying to make it easy to communicate with your band members. I'm trying to make it easy to get your schedules synced. Okay? That's what Gig Boss app is. Download it. Start using it. Let me know what you think. Send me an email. Adam at gigbossapp.com. Much love, everybody. Hope you're all thriving.